0: What is truth? Seldom black and white, usually complex. The fifth column goes on the inside in search of it.
1: In Haiti, first a devastating earthquake, then a cholera outbreak. There followed what's been called a tsunami of aid, much of it faith-based. And the evangelical nature of much of this aid created tension in a country believed to be 80% Catholic and 100% voodoo. Edward Sturton reports.
2: I visited a cholera treatment centre near Cité Soleil, one of the poorest districts of Port-au-Prince. This centre is run by the American organisation Samaritan's Purse, and Roseanne Dennery, from its Haiti headquarters, showed me round. How many staff have you got here?
0: Um, Currently we have about 30 staff, and the majority of those are volunteer doctors and nurses from Canada, America and from the UK. So we're... um, able to recruit we've been able to recruit um, quite a bit of staff we have 70 people as of today coming in from the last week and a half that are all volunteer medical personnel
2: wash my hands here to keep sterile
0: we've been seeing a bit of cholera symptoms and some of the people and we've been referring them here
2: yeah. to
0: our treatment center so
2: and what's the state of um, cholera in city de Soleil? because it's the sort of area you'd imagine it might spread quite easily
0: right. You know, right now, our number's at about 60. Just over the past 24 hours, it's peaked a bit. So, um, you know, we're definitely seeing a steady flow around there. We definitely have been doing education prevention messaging here for the past three weeks sending out flyers, we have distributed over 200,000 flyers on hygiene, um, cholera, prevention and education, so it's just really hitting that hard. Um, We have seen quite a bit of children these past couple days, more than half um, are children. Just
2: walking into one of the treatment centres, which is open-sided, but covered on each side with blue plastic sheeting made of wood. And there are, I guess, 50 people or so in here? Yeah, there's,
0: about, there's about 60 now. Um, this is a 240-bed facility. Um, it took us nine days to construct it. <laughs> so we had all hands on deck, 24 hours a day, uh, working very hard to get this ready in anticipation for uh, the cholera spike here.
2: I'm just looking at the, the beds. You had to cut holes in the middle of the beds with a bucket yes. underneath. Yeah those, are, mm-hmm.
0: yeah. those are our makeshift cholera beds.
2: It's impossible not to be moved by the work that's being done here. Cholera can be a killer, but it's very easy to treat if it's dealt with quickly. These volunteer doctors and nurses are saving lives. But coming as I did with buttoned-up British religious sensibilities, it also made me feel emotionally squeamish. Samaritan's Purse is run by Franklin Graham, son of the American evangelist Billy Graham. Its website declares that our ministry is about Jesus first, last and always. This clearly is a very religious country. How have you found that a factor in the way people respond?
0: Well, we've definitely seen the spiritual aspect of people Um, anytime you walk in you'll it's very common to see a mother praying over her child it's very common to see an older woman Um, just the other day i encountered an elderly woman in the corner and she had her hands up and she was singing and she was praying and they really have a, a connection with the spiritual element of asking um, God, asking Jesus to come in and heal, and they'll sing songs. And that's been a real evident part of of the healing that we've seen in our clinics. It's it's very common also with mothers praying over their children.
2: To what extent do you see the evangelization factor as part of your mission? Because I know it's, it's part of your yeah, organization's
0: is, yeah. mission statement, right. if you like, isn't it? It's a, it's, a very, um, it's a very important part of the work we do. You know, we have seen at Samaritan's Purse, our clinics here in Haiti, um, we've seen a 0.5% mortality rate, which is significantly lower than what other areas of the country are reporting, which is anywhere from 3 to 5%. And do
2: you encourage them to read bibles to those who aren't christian to encourage them to become christians
0: we do offer to pray with them we offer that they want to read the bible we have bibles in creole that we can provide them if they ask for one you know we believe that the only way to god is through jesus christ and so um, if they ask us questions about heaven if they ask us questions about god um, we share with them what we believe is is the truth
2: Samaritan's Purse has in the past been accused of putting evangelization before humanitarianism. It's perhaps a mark of the sensitivity of the issue that when I interviewed Benny Sanders, a volunteer pastor from Alabama, I was asked by the organization to make it clear that he was expressing personal views. It does seem very bad luck on a country like this, doesn't it, to be hit by this after the, the earthquake? It does. It does. We all have trials and tribulations,
3: and the Bible tells us it rains on the just and the unjust alike, but it seems like Hades had a flood, yes. Tell me about your work here. What do you do? We're just volunteer chaplains. We're here to uh, minister to all of the other volunteers from all over. And then, as that spreads, we minister to any other patients and their families a lot. Uh, that that ask us to pray with them and and pray over their sick loved ones, and we're glad to do that. In any way we can help minister, we do so spiritually. I'm not a physician. (laughs) Uh, God's our our physician. Do you think that helps? Do you think it makes a difference? It seems to help tremendously. Uh, The the burden just seems to be lifted many times, especially off the moms that are holding their babies. And we had one... uh, the baby was just screaming. It was in agony. And uh, as we prayed, the baby started quietening. And by the time we were through, it was asleep and mother was joyful. And many are converting to Christianity during this ministry. Really? Uh, Because of uh, all of the volunteers that are coming uh, seem to be Christian. And that's noticed. They see that they're representing Christ and coming so far to help them with Jesus in their heart, that it makes them hungry for the, for the gospel.
2: And do you worry at all that that's because they're getting help that they're converting, and it's sort of gratitude for that, rather than that it's a genuine conversion?
3: I'm sure that coming to help gives us a lot of credibility, yes. Uh, that would be human nature. That it makes them more inquisitive of why we're here, why would we do this. And uh, it's easy to tell them we do this because we are examples of Christ, and Jesus would do it, so why not us?
2: Some people come here and find their faith rather strengthened by seeing scenes like this. Others look at what happened to this country and think, how could God allow that? Does that thought ever come into your head at all? I
3: haven't met any of those people. Uh, We're all going to have trials and tribulations in our life, and uh, some of them are going to be tragic. No, I don't think anything like that. Our, our God's a loving God, and in in the midst of our storms, he's a peace.
2: In the immediate aftermath of the earthquake, the veteran American TV evangelist Pat Robertson seemed to suggest that Haitians were being punished for their adherence to voodoo, part of a pact with the devil which he said they made when they threw out their slave masters two centuries ago.
3: They were under the heel of the French... Uh, you know, Napoleon the Third and whatever. And they got together and swore a pact to the devil. They said, we will serve you if you will get us free from the French. It's a true story. And so the devil said, okay, it's a deal. And uh, they kicked the French out. You know, the Haitians revolted and got themselves free. But ever since, they have been cursed by, by one thing after the other.
4: To me, it was simple. Five Robbins had lost a very good opportunity to shut up his mouth. Max Beauvoir is Voodoo's chief priest, or great tree. Because, in fact, I believe that uh, what the Haitian people needed at that time was more like compassion. Think of it this way. Houses falling down on your wife, on your children, on your parents, and these kind of things, people grieving from all those dramatic deaths, and to hear things of that sort... I really feel that Pat Robinson lost a great opportunity to shut up his mouth.
2: Voodoo is a reality you sense rather than see. There are no voodoo churches on the streets of Port-au-Prince, for example, but everyone will tell you it's a powerful presence in the lives of most Haitians.
4: The voodoo concept to explain the earthquake and all those bad things happening to us is quite different from the one the Christians have. In fact, for the Christians, it's the hand of God Hitting the world, which we totally disagree with. We don't believe We have a God of destruction. We believe that God is a builder who makes things happen. You know, he's the creator to start with, which is building and not destruction. So we disagree with the Christians on this point.
2: It's very interesting you should say that, because one or two people have said to me that voodoo encourages a certain fatalism when confronted with a huge disaster. People just accept it. But from what you say, that's, that's off the mark.
4: Yes, it's totally off the mark. In fact, it's not so at all. In fact, uh, uh, the voodoo people know that they should help themselves if they want to be helped at all. Voodoo has always had to work by itself to survive by itself with its own means not with the help of others and this is why we do have a spirit called cousin zaka and cousin zaka was the spirit of work and they call him the agriculturalist somebody who worked the soil and the land and make things grow food and things of that sort from 1886 down to today when uh, everything uh, sent from abroad came to haiti it has never been to the voodoo population it has all the time been to the Christian population.
2: Is it also true in that case that in the response to the crisis of the earthquake, you feel that most of the aid agencies and so forth that have come here have dealt very definitely with what you regard as the Christian bit of the country and ignored the voodoo bit of the country?
4: Yes, that was a very well-known fact. In fact, I would say that Haiti is a country well-known to have received about six to eight planes per day. And the day after the earthquake, Haiti started to receive 140 planes per day. And in fact, there is no storage in Haiti. So everything was stored at the airport and given to a few evangelical pastors uh, to guard these things. And themselves, they made sure that uh, those things went only to pastors. So everything that was sent was to them, definitely not to voodoo.
2: Max Beauvoir. Voodoo and Roman Catholicism have been rubbing along together for so long in Haiti that they're surprisingly comfortable with one another. And the role of the minor gods in voodoo is not that far from the role of saints in the Catholic Church. Now they have a common rival in the shape of the new evangelical churches, the Jesuit Father Kawas. Are you worried by the arrival of evangelical churches in Haiti and the increase in numbers of people who seem to be moving towards Protestantism of one kind and another?
1: It's a new phenomenon in Haiti. I don't think that it's a very good thing for people because uh, they have a spirituality that not involve people to change the history. They think that they can get the solutions of the problem only from God and they don't involve a person to work to solve their problem. Mm -hmm. So I think it's not a good thing.
2: We went to a a cholera center which was run by an evangelical Christian Mm -hmm. American organization and they had pastors with the doctors, so as they were curing people, the pastors were then praying with them and inviting them to convert. Mm -hmm. What do you think of that way of operating?
1: I think it's not a good thing. You don't have to press people to change their religion and to have medical care. I think that people have to be free. In our action as Jesuits in Haiti, we respect the faith of the people. For example, in uh, GIS and in many Jesuit institutions, we work with everybody. You can be Protestant, you can be Evangelist, you can be Catholic, and we don't force the people to change their religion and to convert. We respect the the freedom of the, the person. Even people who believe in voodoo? Even people who believe in voodoo.
0: To hear more of our podcasts and to have your say, visit our website www.thefifthcolumn.co.uk